Hey everybody, and welcome back to Rock Starring again. Uh, first Sorry. off, uh, first off, I'm going to say we're recording a whole new way, so hopefully it won't sound as bad as it has. I I, I have been fighting to fix this, uh, but we're going to see if this is any better. If it's not, we'll try something else. We're we're narrowing it down. We'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. It's still like this isn't our main job, so it's just something we have to do in, when we have time. Which brings us to why this took so long. Uh, we honestly, this one mainly boils down to time. Well, inclination. We time. Th- th- well, yeah. we there were times we could have done this and we didn't. The, yeah. the fact of the matter is, um, we're covering WrestleMania 28 today, and it's nine hours, including yeah. the extra features, and that we is a, that's a day and a half of investment to between. Getting it in, watching it, recording, taking time out to get food and stretch our legs and take our dog out. Like, we knew that was going to be like a day and a half investment, and we just kept putting it off. So we're sorry. We really are. We shouldn't have taken this long, but we did. Yeah. Uh, Second, we should mention that um, neither of us have really been keeping up with wrestling. As we mentioned in our our, uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, pseudo-documentary we reviewed last time. Yeah. Neither of us have really been keeping up with wrestling. Not uh, since I was a kid, <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, mid-2000s at the latest for either of us to really have had our toe in wrestling. And, and this... I've kind of brushed into it again recently, but that's only because my my boyfriend likes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is 2012, which would be before Megan met her current boyfriend, but after we both stopped watching. So a lot of the wrestlers in this we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, the handful of ones we did were genuinely enjoyable to one extent or another, but, yeah. oh, man, this this one... This they was, peaked too early for us. Yeah, but we'll get to the actual... Another thing we should mention is, unlike every other Blu-ray we've, we've ever covered here, yeah. this one you should actually, if you ever decide to watch it, watch all the extra features and first. And this too. Yeah, well, that's include that's those those included are in the extra features is just yeah. too. Make sure you watch all of those first because they're all literally set or made before the wrestling match. Yeah. In fact, some of them are referenced in WrestleMania, like the Hall of Fame thing. Yeah. So, uh, which is what we did. We watched everything except one thing before we watched WrestleMania, which we'll comment on what that is in a minute. But um, one of the things that we uh, we watched first in this was the 2012 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Which, uh, unless you're really deep into wrestling lore, I guess you could say, yeah, it, it, it wasn't really fun to watch. I mean, there was some good stuff. I liked Ron Simmons, yeah. who was the first inductee. Uh, yeah. uh, Mil Mascaras, I, I want to clarify, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Yeah. I, I didn't know the wrestler. I wasn't. He wasn't there when I was watching. He's a guy who always wore masks. He was a luchador wrestler. Yeah. That was he was one of the early, early ones. Like, this was before we were born, probably. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if he was that old. I mean, for me it was. Maybe. I, um, I think he was an 80s wrestler. They also inducted the Four Horsemen, which most notable member of that is Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, Yokozuna, who is a Samoan, who was cast as Japanese. But he, he looked awesome. <laughs> he was awesome. And um, Mike Tyson and, of course, uh, Edge was the main one. Who yeah. At the time was currently wrestling, but was kind of fading out of it. And no, has... I think he retired, he said, that year. Well, yeah, maybe, but he just came back. He yeah. was the main event in uh, WrestleMania 31 that actually premiered 
like, like a month ago from our perspective, a month, yeah. month and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, kind of strange. Kind of strange. Uh, uh, that was a, a hard watch. Not because it wasn't good. Not because we just it, don't care for award ceremonies. No, neither of us are big into award ceremonies. And even if we were, we're both ADD and millennials, so yeah. it was really hard to just sit there. And neither of us watched the Four Horsemen. Neither of us knew who Mil Mascaris was. Mm-hmm. Again, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. I don't think I caught any of Yokozuno's wrestle matches. No. Um, I didn't see Mike Tyson's guest appearance. No. The only one I recognized at all were Edge and Ron Simmons, both of whom did a good job. Yeah. But I just wasn't that interested enough to sit through three and a half hours of this. Yeah. And I want to clarify, I am not in any way trying to discredit these uh, these wrestlers. They, they did... Their job, they put themselves... And they deserve to get an award for it. And also, it was a lot easier to watch than the documentary, because at least they were admitting kayfabe was the thing in this. Like, they were talking about them as actual people. Like, I mean, they had the nephews of... um, Yokozuna. Yeah, Yokozuna on. And they were, like, talking about how... They, the, their mom called them into the the, the living room to, to watch their uncle. And then they looked at it, and they're like... That's not our uncle. That man's Japanese. <laughs> yeah, and he's so mean. Uncle isn't isn't mean. No. Uh, uh, they're they were the Uzo brothers, I believe, the twins that were wrestling. I, I think so. Yeah. Who, Who are, are still wrestling? Yeah, and they were wrestling in the pregame for this. Yeah, which was I think neat. they were in. Wow, what was I watching that one time? I think Raw or something like that. Hmm. But yeah. Maybe. Um, but anyway, so the, again, I am not trying to knock those guys. I am not trying to say they shouldn't have an award ceremony. They are hard workers. And by all accounts, most of them are genuinely decent people. So yes, let them have their award ceremony. It just was not easy for us to sit through, especially since we watched it after Megan got back from work. So we could get through that the night before we did WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's a day and a half investment. So we did that for the half a day and we were just so tired by the end of it. Yeah. Um, the other uh, stuff on the extra features that was worth commenting on was uh, there was the uh, WrestleMania press conference, yeah. which honestly was awkward as hell. Awkward as hell, because the wrestlers, I think it was CM Punk, uh, Jer- Jer- John Cena, John Cena uh, uh, The Rock was the last one, yeah. and then uh, who was the other one? There was one more. Wasn't there one more? Or am I, am I, am I, I think there was only. Three. Maybe. But anyway, all of them were trying to talk, with the exception of Dwayne Johnson, all of them were trying to talk like this was a group of wrestling fans. Yeah. Or that they were fellow wrestlers, like the the thing the night before, the Hall of Fame thing. Yeah. So they would get the jokes. But these were, by and large, news reporters. They weren't going to suddenly join in on the cheers. Like, CM Punk tries to... Rock, you could tell, has dealt with... Press, because he's been doing movies. For years at this point. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, because, like, CM Punk tries to auction off his shirt, and there's, like, a girl who looks, to me, about 17, who's willing to pay 100 bucks for it. But, like, it, it's it's meant to be a joke thing, and it's something that a bunch of wrestling fans would either go along with or get, but as it's happening in the story... It's just... It's just awkward. It just feels so awkward. And again, no no disrespect to CM Punk. So again, as far as I know, he's a decent enough human being, and he's obviously a very talented wrestler, but... It just felt awkward. Yeah. I can't say it didn't. Uh, let's see. What else was there? Uh, there was, like, that brief history of Triple H and... The Undertaker. Undertaker, which was... Which was pretty good. Short and nice. It was a good... 
reintroduction for the two of them. It was also the best fight in the game that oh, we saw, so it was nice to get the lead up. Speaking of, the second disc, in addition to WrestleMania, or the Hall of Fame, had uh, a bunch of bro-offs between yeah, the, the three... Yeah, the setup, basically, for the, WrestleMania. For the three leads. Yeah. The three, lead, the three main events, which was... Triple H versus The Undertaker, which their conversation was the best, and we'll get to that back to that in a minute. CM Punk versus Chris Jericho, in which Chris Jericho claims CM Punk is ripping off everything about Chris Jericho, and then Chris, CM Punk points out that Chris Jericho is, what, feeling from Macho Man Ra uh, Randy Savage? Was that what we commented? No, no, uh, no. Hart. Was it Kevin Hart? It was Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret Hart. I apologize again. We're not big wrestling fans. I haven't memorized all of history mm -hmm. of wrestling. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you if you have. One thing we noticed re-watching this, or in watching this, is that just how much of a geek fest it is to be a huge wrestling fan. And we know, I know a lot about, say, Star Trek mythos, so I'm, I have no I'm, right to look down on anyone who I know way looks, too much about Doctor Who. Yeah, so I have no right to look down on <laughs> anyone who has tracked all of the stories and, and epic tales and famous wrestlers from WrestleMania. That is your geekdom, and you are welcome to it. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I just haven't devoted that much time to it. No. Uh, so that was the um, the setup for CM Punk and Chris Jericho's Which fight. Which felt fresh as fuck. Yeah. And then the fight between um, The Rock and... John Cena. John Cena was honestly just boiled down to which one of us is has done more for the WWE. Which, okay. Okay. I, again. Not a bad fight, but. Like we commented on in the, the Dwayne Johnson documentary we did, that the fact of the matter is he was, I honestly believe at this point he was debating, seriously, giving up on his movie career and going back to wrestling, wrestling full time. Yeah. And in this case, uh, I think that the conversation being about who is doing more, who is more devoted to the WWE, is logical in that mindset if he was planning on coming back. And the, also very ironic, looking at it in 2021, when both are movie stars now. Yeah, <laughs> both are movie stars in the Fast and Furious franchise, specifically. And television. <laughs> well, specifically, I just think it's funny that they're both going to yeah. be in Fast and Furious. Because in this, John Cena keeps saying, this is where I belong. I've been here every day, and I will always well, be here. Well, you've been off and... Doing your movies and movies stuff. Movies and stuff, and I'm like, this is so ironic. Mm -hmm. So, um... Uh, so then we had uh, the, the conversation with all the two other conversations, the CM Punk versus Jericho set up and the Rock versus John Cena. We probably would have had more connection to if we'd watched it every week leading up. It's just the, the stuff they have on this. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it just didn't feel like it had much impact. We'll talk about that more when we get to the actual wrestling matches, but it just didn't feel like it had a lot of impact. No. But honestly, the Triple H versus Undertaker setup was brilliant. Because, oh, yeah. Because it's established that... Of the old guard, we'll say, of the Attitude Era, the only ones that's still around and have any real weight are Undertaker and... Triple H. Triple H. I mean, Kane's still around, apparently, because he was wrestling and in WrestleMania. And so is The Rock, but... He's coming back. He's coming basically. back. Yeah. Uh, but Edge is retiring. Um, yeah. And, of course, and... Um, and uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he left because he was injured. Yeah, he and was retired. At like I said, Kane is apparently still wrestling because he's in Wrestle. He's in this WrestleMania. He's in one of the matches, but he clearly he's was clearly been demoted to like D list because he was yeah. one of the first matches. Yeah, and there aren't that many other guys. I even didn't see Mick Foley reference that he was wrestling. He's in one of the ads for yeah. the Deadliest Catch, which yeah. we'll get to later. So he's still very much involved with the company, but but most of it has turned. Most people have either moved on or are taking a break from wrestling that were from the Attitude Era. Yeah. 
And Which the, was our era. The, yeah, and the implication is that uh, Undertaker has been go is getting older, mm -hmm. and he wants... Uh, the way Undertaker puts it he's, is that uh, Triple H is just afraid. Yeah. But the way Triple H puts it is that the Undertaker is near the end of his game, and he wants to either go out to someone he thinks is worthy or to give him another fight to prove that he still can keep going. Yeah, basically he wants to go out with a blaze of glory. Or prove that he still has it in him. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why it's probably the most impactful fight, because that actually boils down specifically mainly to the Undertaker and whether or not he should continue wrestling. Yeah. So now that we've done that, we'll comment on the, um, since it's actually supposed to be first, but we didn't watch it, we'll comment on the triple threat tag team match that was the pre-show. Yeah. We didn't watch this until afterwards because we didn't, re I did not realize that it was a pre-show. I just saw that it was part of WrestleMania. I'm like, maybe this be part of the main story. Why do they have this separate feature for it? But it turns out it looks like it was just a pre-show thing, which they do do still. Yeah. And it was for, like, you can tell it was way earlier. The light, you know, it was this was uh, filmed in the, uh, the open sky wrestling thing in Miami. Yeah, it was filmed in Miami. Uh, and this is when the sun was still out. I mean, and the... Seats were still filling up. So it was obviously a pre-show. And it wasn't bad. There was some really great stuff. It was a stuff. tag team championship. Triple tag team yep. championship. Or, or for, up for the belt. Uh, there yep. was... I can't remember the three teams. I'm sorry. The only one I remember is the Uzos, and they were great. Yeah. I thought they were awesome. I was hoping they. It would was win. a really nice, quick match. Yeah, they were fine. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of hope those two are still wrestling. Uh, all three of the teams did a good job. Yeah. I, I hate to say this, but we I, I, none of them were people I recognized from my era, so I didn't have I, any, I didn't hold on to any of their names. The only reason I remember the Uzos is because one, they're twins, yeah. and two, they were receiving for Yokozuna, yeah. the, the Hall of Fame. So I recognized them on that level. They just stuck in my head. So yeah, um, that was fine. Uh, but we watched that one last. Yeah, but it was still fine. I wish we'd watched it first though. Yeah. All right, so now we can get to the actual wrestling matches. Uh, first up was Sheamus uh, versus Daniel Bryan. And this was fun. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk about this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, okay, it was for the World uh, Heavyweight Championship, right? Belt. The belt, yeah. Yeah, the belt for it. And... Uh, Okay, they introduce him, right? The first one that comes out is Seamus, and he is the palest man I've ever seen in my life. Again, bear in mind, with the exception of <laughs> Kane, Triple H, John Cena, The Rock, Undertaker, uh, CM Punk, and Chris Jericho, I don't recognize any of these people. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck any of I mean, of I think there was are. one guy in the big match we'll talk about later, the Team Teddy versus Team Johnny that we both recognize, but literally nobody else in any of these... Did, oh, and Big Show. We knew Big Show. Yeah. But nobody else. Nobody else is somebody I have seen. And again, it's just a commentary on how long it's been since I've actually watched wrestling. Yeah. But anyway, get back. So we don't know Seamus. We no, haven't no. Followed his career Never seen him before. I, I, if I've heard of him, I, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So then they introduce the... Uh, other dude who is the world champion and he's coming out with like this his, Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan sorry I'm not great with names it's okay she, he came out with a, a very attractive with his, his woman his girlfriend named, apparently very attractive woman named AJ I believe yeah and they come out and they're 
making a show of it or whatever. I, I wonder if Daniel Bryan's thing is that he's a bit of a romancer. Yeah. I wonder if that's the the because they've like shtick. supposedly his girlfriend. So like maybe he brings out a different girlfriend every time. Who knows? And Seamus's <laughs> thing is clearly I'm Irish. <laughs> yeah, English. yes, yes, he is very Irish apparently. But yeah, they they come out, they go to the ring, they get prepared to fight. And then they the ding they ding and then uh, Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan sorry I'm not gonna it's get okay. that name, goes hold on a second and then he goes and kisses his girlfriend I guess the good luck kiss which the I guess he must do a lot yeah he did, he's doing a good luck kiss and the moment he turns around now remember the bell had already rang at this point when he paused he put up a finger for Seamus and then on the replay it shows that Seamus is kind of like what like what the fuck man come on we're busy he pauses first he puts his finger up and then he turns to uh, AJ who pulls herself up on the ring and they give a really sweet kiss and then the moment he turns around he gets a fucking boot to the face (laughs) he gets knocked the fuck down and then Seamus grabs him and then he gets tagged out and that was it that's the end of the fight. We counted from the moment we actually went back and paused from yeah. the moment the bell rings to the moment the pinning stops is less than twenty seconds. Yeah. It's like eighteen. Yeah, they said in the show it was, it was eighteen. Eight, seconds. It was eight seconds that he actually got the bell, but they were removing the kiss time. They yeah. removed the pause, but even including they said the, over including the t- kiss time, it was eighteen seconds. Yes. <laughs> Fastest but, world championship ever. Well, maybe. I, they said it was possibly. I don't know what could be faster than that. Mm. But that was pretty awesome. And then Seamus picks it up and, like, holds it up. And then AJ looks really sad. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've seen this chick a lot yeah. <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah, the girl always ruined it. Um, let's see. Do you remember the next one? Uh, that was the... The Kane, Kane one. one, yeah. Kane versus Randy Orton. It was somebody I've heard of, but I don't think I've ever seen wrestle. Me neither. Uh, honestly, and it I was... hate to say this because I love Kane as a character. I, yeah. I, but I honestly didn't feel like his heart was in this one. He had a great introduction. Yeah, it was great at the beginning. But it just felt like he wasn't trying that hard. I don't know if it was because he's been outshined, or if he was just getting old, older, yeah. or if he just was ready to move on to something else. I've since found out, because I looked it up, WWE, for anyone who doesn't know, actually has an entire movie division. In fact, two movies we reviewed on Rock Starring, The Rundown and Walking Tall, were actually made by them. Yeah. And then two, another movie we're going to review in the future starring The Rock called Fighting With My Family is also made by them. Yeah. Uh, and apparently there is a, a series, by which I mean two movies so far, of horror films starring Kane called See No Evil, mm. in which he plays a slasher monster that I'm kind of interested to see. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, two Scooby-Doo crossover movies with the WWE, one of I which starring The it. Undertaker. So I need to see that. <laughs> I looked it up on Amazon. There is a dual disc set you can buy for both of both movies for like 11 <laughs> there's bucks. My ha- there's our Halloween movie for <laughs> I already got mine picked, but you can pick that for yours if you want. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> even looked to purchase. Oh my God. Yeah, you got to hurry up. It's getting there. We're already, we're almost in June. I know. And then you got your Christmas ones to pick too. We, we're doing a marathon of tw- of 13 Halloween movies, six, six, and then one we chose together. And then uh, Christmas, 12 Christmas movies, six and six mm-hmm. for this year. We're going to watch together from through the, the holiday season. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it wasn't terrible. Good fight. Kane did a good job. Randy Orton did a good job, but it just, I wasn't feeling it. No, um, yeah, me neither. And then after that, I believe, was that the... Big Show. Big Show versus Cody Rhodes. Which inter- was a little bit better. Big Show inter- was awesome. For the Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah. 
Uh, that was kind of fun. Big yeah. Show is having fun. For anyone out there wondering, Big Show currently has, at least as of last year, had a TV show on Netflix called The Big Show Show, which mm-hmm. I think is just a reality show about him and his family, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he... Because uh, he, he's usually a joke character. Yeah. I hate to say that, but he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they were even showing him getting attacked by... Sock puppet. <laughs> yeah, because Cody Rhodes is a tiny guy compared to Big Show, so the idea was he was gonna psych him out. Yeah. And, oh no, it's Socko. Yeah, because he's been so he showed all of the funniest scenes involving Big Show. Yeah. It was pretty. Not, the lead-in was better than I think the actual match was, but, but it was still not bad. Yeah, Big Show did a really good job because he he did a really good job. So. And that it, then we do the Hell in a Cell match, right? That's yeah. the next one, that, which is the one we're really going to want to talk about. Oh. Triple H versus Undertaker with special guest referee Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So for setup, and we only know this because we watched it and it was explained, yeah. Shawn Michaels used to be Triple H's best friend in the ring, I'm guessing. Yeah, they were actually a really good tag team and stuff. And then Shawn Michaels had a fight with The Undertaker and then... Uh, the Undertaker ended his career. Now, I don't know if this is a thing where Shawn Michaels wanted to retire and they wrote it out that Undertaker did it. He was definitely injured. I know that for sure. uh, But I'm guessing it was an accident. I'm not going to say. I don't think Undertaker intended to hurt him. No. Um, So, uh, but Shawn Michaels is Triple H's friend and Undertaker's the guy that cost him his, that cost him, by which I mean in the story, cost him his career. Yeah. So the implication is that there's a connection between all three of these individuals. Yeah. And it's a Hell in a Cell match, which means they... It, it, it's it, no real rules. If you've ever seen the, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, the, the fight between Bonesaw and Peter Parker when he first becomes Spider-Man, yeah. that was basically a Hell in a Cell. It's a cage match where anything applies. Yeah. The only difference is that the cage was locked around the, the actual... Uh, wrestling ring in the movie and in this the cell actually extends out past the walk down things yeah. the, the, so you, with the stairs and so stuff. you can go outside the ring and it still counts and grab yeah. stuff from underneath it Yeah. but even in that match in the cage match you could use like w- w- in the movie Macho Man Randy Savage uses like a chair and stuff like that on, yeah. on Spider-Man this one so they use chairs and sledgehammer stair, yeah chair sledgehammer the stairs <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah um, it was great yeah the, the fight is <laughs> What, the, the fight is very much about okay I want to clarify I'm not saying that either the actor or the actor the wrestler playing Undertaker or the wrestler known as Triple H are old men at this point but they both look more weathered than most of the other younger even The Rock or John Cena do yeah. at this point uh, so it becomes less it feels more impactful because it really does feel like Triple H at this point was basically the stand in for Vince McMahon he yeah. was running the company and uh, so it feels like he wants to move past wrestling and onto the business side of things. Yeah. And The Undertaker wants to know if he still has a future in wrestling. Yeah. And both are men who look still impressive, but are definitely not younger. Yeah. And the, 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 the actual, every time they almost tap each other out and then one of them pulls their arm up, you are legitimately surprised. Yeah. Uh, like in the, in the actual thing, they call it the end of an era. Which is somewhat accurate, but, like, um, I think they could have gone for, for a different phrasing of that. Yeah, because it's, it's funny, because really Triple H is still wrestling. In fact, as far as I know, he's back to wrestling with his wife, Vince yeah. McMahon's daughter. And I don't know if Undertaker has actually stopped and, wrestling. Uh, he hasn't stopped. He just guest stars every once in a while. So this, like, when his streak finally ended, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to tell you he did that. 
I, I showed you a video and I guess you forgot, but it was a while ago. I remembered that the the video and him ending. I did not remember who did it. Yeah. I knew it was going to end, but I didn't know if it was going to end this time. I didn't think it would. No, um, but um, basically, when his streak ended, he he guest stars every once in a while, but he's never quite the main event anymore. Okay, fair so. enough. <laughs> But yeah, the, the, the wrestling match is legitimately impressive. And Shawn Michaels does a good job of being of acting legitimately torn because he doesn't want to see Triple H hurt too much. But he also respects The Undertaker and knows when Triple H is going too far. Yeah. Because Undertaker is never going, as Shawn Michaels says several times, he's never going to tap out. He's never going to surrender. The only way you're going to be able to beat him is if you pin him. Yeah. So he keeps trying to get Triple H to stop beating him with sledgehammers and just to pin the guy until he stays down. Yeah. And, uh, of course, every time he almost pins him and The Undertaker pulls his arm up, they both just look so flabbergasted. Yeah. Uh, there's even a scene where Shawn Michaels is literally begging The Undertaker to let him ring the bell and just call the match. And Undertaker yeah. won't let him to the point that he actually puts the Shawn Michaels in a chokehold yeah. to prevent him from doing it. Yeah. It, it's it's actually just a really excellent fight. Yeah, and it's also really well choreographed. It's, it's really well done. It's literally... A lot of moments the, where you're like, oh, It was shit. easily the most entertaining part of... Both these discs, yeah. <laughs> period. And the end of the fight is that, you know, The Undertaker wins, but he looks so worn out. Yeah, they're both beaten down. Yeah, yeah well, Triple H is not even, doesn't even Yeah, move, he's unconscious. But <laughs> Undertaker barely pulls himself upright. He gets about halfway, and then Shawn Michaels walks over and offers his hand, and he pulls him up. Mm -hmm. The two of them kind of bro-hug. And then they walk over to, to Triple H, and the two of them help pick him up, and they all start walking out together. And then just before they leave... The ring, they have a triple man bro hug, which was really sweet. Yeah. Like, we all did. We Undertaker has proved he can still stand in the ring at least for a little longer. Yeah. Even though he, you can tell it's really taken it out of him just to go this far. And Triple H gave him the fight he wanted. He didn't show up. He, he didn't. The thing we didn't really talk about is that in the, the preceding conversation that was on the Hall of Fame disc. Yeah. The Triple H said he did not want to wrestle Undertaker because it was his job to take over and guide the next generation in. He would be bad for business if he took the Undertaker out. Yeah. So it, I think the, that bro hug was supposed to be about Triple H didn't pussyfoot out of this. No. Like he legitimately Gave brought it, it as hard as he could. Yeah. And he still couldn't beat Undertaker. No. He got close, real close, but he didn't do it. Yeah. Which is a commentary on The Undertaker still being good enough to keep going. But he gave him the fight he wanted, which I think is why they bro-hugged. Yeah. Uh, I also think it's because they're all actually nice guys who like each other. Like, the, the, the thing is, like, every the, the bigger you are in wrestling, according to the rule, like what I've heard, the nicer a person you tend to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, that was the best fight. After that, well, do you remember what the one after that one was? The... Team Johnny team. versus Team Teddy. Yeah, which was a it was like what uh, six people on each side. Yeah, tag team fight. But it's it was supposed to be one person at a time, but like it was six people per team. And they just it basically devolved into just them running around punching each yeah, other. Like, uh, and it was it had some good moments in it. It had some good moments in it, mm -hmm. but like I didn't know who these people were. I didn't know the stakes. We knew Mark Henry. That's the really big guy. Yeah. And we knew Kali. 
Yeah, and I think I recognize a couple of other people that were on the Team Teddy side. By the way, I the think they're still wrestling, mm -hmm. but that's it. But I, well, by the way, I think we, we remembered Great Khali because he was in uh, mm -hmm. that Get Smart movie we yeah. reviewed. Oh, oh, uh, and the guy that was doing the captain stuff, he was fun. <laughs> the captain stuff? Yeah, the team captain from the blue team from Ted, Team Teddy, when he went like that and went, Whoa! Yeah, okay, yeah, that guy, he was only pulled out the other the yeah, sock that looked like a snake. He had another sock, <laughs> yeah. He was Which, by the way, we skipped over the, the Deadliest Catch crossover. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that year. That was still going strong. <laughs> the Deadliest Catch, I guess, captain. Shows up uh, to have crabs with uh, Mick Foley and that the guy. The guy, I cannot the remember. The one we're talking name. about. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was stupid. Oh, we also recognized Booker T. I should comment on oh, that. Oh, yeah, we did recognize him. Yeah, he was on the blue team as well. He was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was okay. There were some moments, but it wasn't like epic. And it was I, apparently I didn't know who most of the people were. Team Johnny is apparently some guy named Johnny, and then some other guy named Teddy. And I'm guessing they were probably both previous wrestlers. Were being given the they were it was being, a CEO position or some shit. Whoever won the the was going to end up CEO of both SmackDown and Raw. I think was what it was. Something like that. And uh, Team Johnny won. Uh, I don't know who. Johnny or Teddy were, so it didn't really mean much to me. I'm sure, again, if we'd been watching this at the time, it would have meant more. Uh, is it after this that we get the, the Divas fight, tag team fight? Or was that before this? Oh, shit. I think that was before the Triple H fight. Wasn't it? I don't think so. I don't think the Triple H fight was ever... If we're out of order, my apologies. We should have written yeah. down when, this, when these were. Yeah. What I don't take notes. I just fucking... This, this whole thing for me is just a string of thoughts. Hang on, it's it's written on the inside cover, the exact order. So, uh, okay, we had um, the. Oh, we also forgot to mention Lillian Garcia, who sang "America the Beautiful." Oh. She did a good job, enough, I suppose. It was fine. Yeah. Then we did uh, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, Randy Orton versus Kane. Um. Santonio Morella was the name of the guy you were trying to think of, the captain of the. Yeah, that team. was fun. Cody Rhodes versus Big Show, and so then we, then we had the Divas fight, which was Kelly Kelly and Maria Menudos versus Beth Phoenix and Eve, and that was epic. They did a really good job with the yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, they were great there. We didn't mean to skip them. It just they they mainly did uh, flips when yeah. they did slams, but it was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Honestly, I think Beth Phoenix's outfit was just beyond cool. I agree. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, they were great. Uh, Kelly and Kelly and Marie Manus versus Beth Phoenix and Eve. They were pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. It seemed like Eve was at one point a babyface and was now being a heel based on what the commentators said. Yeah. Like, I don't know for sure. Her personality changed. And I'm like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. And then we had um, uh, the interview with, uh, there was an interview with Shawn Michaels yeah. before the Hell in the Cell match that we didn't, it was okay. Yeah. Then there was the Hell in Cell match. Then there was the Hall of Fame callback. Yeah. And then it was Team J Teddy versus Team Johnny. Yeah. Then it was... Uh, some guy has... Uh, then it was the championship match between CM Punk and Chris Jericho. Now, John Lauren and Titus, if I hope I pronounced that correctly, is the guy who won. Yeah. And he told CM Punk before this that if he lost his cool and he got called out for, you know, basically doing something illegal he would automatically lose his belt. Yeah. And um, long story short, the CM Punk versus Chris Jericho fight, 
It was okay. It happened. It was okay. I yeah. mean, there was at least a little more to this than the, the last fight, the one we're actually here to talk about, yeah. uh, which is sad. By that point, I was starting to lose interest because that's just how I am. Yeah, no disrespect to CM Punk or Chris Jericho. They, again, uh, very much brought it as, as athletes, but it just didn't feel like there was enough there to really feel like it, although yeah. I was glad CM Punk won because mm. Chris Jericho was being a bit of a dick. But there really wasn't anything I, I can remember vividly about that fight, and we just watched it. So mm. uh, Then Brodus Clay did his little thing where he called his mama... And, that was funny. Yeah, a bunch <laughs> it of... It was stupid, but it was fun. A bunch of obviously very attractive uh, women wearing old... Dre late, dressed as grannies. Dressed as grannies came out and did a sexy dance, which was pretty funny. Yeah. It actually reminded me of that scene from uh, The nice, the Other Guys. Yeah. Where, um, God, what's the name of the actress? Eva Mendez? Yeah. Came out dressed as her mom. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was that deleted scene where, uh, oh God, what's his name? Will Ferrell thought it was kind of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the once-in-a-lifetime fight between The Rock and John Cena. Now, we should talk about the that it took, and I'm not making this up, over 20 minutes of build-up to actually get from the last fight to the start of this fight between yeah. the opening music acts for both guys, the, yeah. the constant, this is a once-in-a-lifetime like documentary stuff they were putting as commercials. The, the, yeah, the whole interview things. Oh, it's going to be great. You should come see it. Now, the, the two big problems I have with that are, one, as we mentioned, John Cena has since gone to movies. In fact, yeah. he's going to be in Fast 9, which we're going to go see, and it's coming out very soon. Yeah. Um, so it's a little weird to see John Cena less than a decade ago ribbing The Rock for going to movies when he's about to do the exact same thing literally on the movie. Remember, Fast and Furious 5 had literally just come out before this yeah. launch. Like we, I think there that was... That was his breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying like it wasn't that many episodes ago we were reviewing that. Yeah. So it was really close to this. And now John Cena, as of right now, we're reviewing WrestleMania where he's complaining about The Rock is about to be in a Fast and Furious movie. In fact, he would have been... It would have come out last year if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's a little weird. The other thing is that they keep calling this a once-in-a-lifetime fight. They're going to have a rematch next WrestleMania. Yeah. Those exact two guys are the main are the main fight. So, apparently, once-in-a-lifetime means in the one year. <laughs> if you so, were born that year, you got to fucking die so yeah. you can get your next once-in-a-lifetime. Apparently. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was a little weird. I get that the idea was that once in a lifetime, and that these two wrestlers hadn't really met up like this up to this point. Yeah. But considering they're going to do it again in a year, it just feels weird. It's one of those Wrestling. things. Wrestling. It's one of those things that, with the benefit of hindsight, it just sounds kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the fight itself wasn't again terrible. They both. It's just so long. I will say this: uh, both John Cena and The Rock know how to hold an audience. They yeah. really do. Yeah, they the do. Rock, in particular, really grabbed the audience during his entry. Oh, oh, one thing we forgot to mention about the Undertaker fight to backtrack: the Undertaker's entrance was Fucking epic. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it just like it had like all this fog and, and faux lightning. And, like it had screens like, projecting lightning. Yeah, and and the music was it was like a bell tolling for most of it, which was great. It was so fucking. And his cool. outfit looked so so cosplay cool. <laughs> it looks so like, awesome. It was like a combination. Of I like, don't think that the Undertaker has ever had a bad outfit, but it was it like. Looked awesome. 
it was honestly looks like a combination to me of like a character from a D&D campaign mm -hmm. crossed with the Super Shredder from Teenage Mutant Turtles 2. <laughs> it, reminded <laughs> it, of, it reminded me of like a heavy, a Norwegian heavy metal band yeah. outfit. <laughs> the only complaint I have about it is that they, they took away his hat and God damn it, his hat was awesome. Fucking love his hat. Instead mm. he was wearing a hood, which, okay. It worked. I mean, he didn't take it back until it was like it, he was in the ring. Yeah, apparently it was to reveal that he cut his hair a lot a apparently lot. he used to have much longer hair yeah undertaker's thing is he had these long this long and then they i think hair. the announcer said something along the lines of he started cutting it uh, a little bit every day until triple h said he was gonna wrestle him yeah which is just kind of weird <laughs> yeah it's a little obsessive and weird <laughs> uh, but anyway getting back to the fight between the rock and john cena it was there were a lot of really great moments in the fight a lot yeah. of moments when each of them were had the upper hand when they were screwing with each other all that was great but honestly, there just wasn't enough emotionality behind it for me to really care. Because yeah, it, it bo basically boiled down to, I'm the new you. You're the new me, but you're an up-and-comer and don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but I've been here while you've been gone. Yeah, but I would been, I'm the one who built this house, you know, that you don't, that you're walk, living in. And I'm like, it's just, guys. It's, you're it's, both pretty. <laughs> guys, you're both a, pretty. God. It's not enough. It just wasn't enough to grab me. Like, um, there were good, some good moments. Like, I'm, like... I actually like how the fight ended. That was pretty cool. Where well, go ahead. Um, at the end, where um, John Cena is going to do the Rock signature move, yeah, where he the, goes the people's the, elbow. Yeah, the people's elbow. But then the Rock got up, and then he grabs him and does a rock bottom, and then fucking taps him the fuck out. That was pretty awesome. It was. Uh, the one thing I will say is that not only the the, the thing that really. This match was probably hurt more than any other by the Undertaker versus Triple H match because the, yeah. every time they were about to pin each other, the fact they got their shoulders up was supposed to be a big ooh moment from the audience. But we I always, had that earlier. We had that earlier with the Triple H and Undertaker match, and it felt more impactful there every time the Undertaker in particular refused to stay down. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he this even does his signature move where he just rises up, and then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, Triple H is like, oh, shit. Yeah, and it, it was, was great. awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't say... I hate to be that asshole, but... Uh, for the record, it ends with uh, The Rock uh, winning. Yeah. Which, again, and I, I hate to say this because I don't know anything about the business. I haven't talked to anybody. I've never even been to a wrestling match live. Mm -hmm. uh, but it feels to me like if we're assuming that this was staged out who was going to win, which I think is probably a fair bet, that The Rock was probably supposed to win because he was planning on coming back full time. Yeah. And this would help establish to the new wrestlers, okay, this is a guy worth paying attention to. Yeah. The new wrestling fans that weren't there during the Attitude Era. Yeah. And the older wrestling fans who'd stuck with it or were coming back because of The Rock, this would be a way of saying to them, hey, he's still got it. Yeah. So stay tuned and see where this goes. Yeah. But, and we're not going to cover any of the matches from his normal, but over the course of the next year, but just so it's clear, over the course of the next year, he will be doing a lot of uh, wrestling. And then at the end of WrestleMania 29, I believe, the next yeah. one is... Basically, his last real wrestling. I mean, I know he still pops in, yeah. and I know afterwards. Just, I know after after WrestleMania 29, he did do commentaries, and I think he even has wrestled once or twice since yeah. then. But yeah. it, he was focused. It's obvious his attention turned back to films. Yeah. And there's going to be a break, like between Fast and Furious Six and like Fast and Furious Seven. I don't think he did any movies in between no. because that would the the filming time for those movies would have been during his return year for wrestling. So we're going to get several movies between now and six, 
and then nothing I think between six and seven. Yeah. Because that would have the filming for them would have been set there. So he, I think what happened is he was thinking about he signed the contract to go back to wrestling while they were filming just after they finished filming five but before it came out. Yeah. Five came out right before he returned to wrestling, and it was a huge hit. Yeah. And he realized he actually did have the, the chops to make it in, in acting. So he had to fulfill his contract of a year, did it, didn't do it, did, took, like, breaks to do six, did um, the wrestling for the year, and then, uh, either he, okay, either he filmed six, I'm guessing he didn't film six until after five came out. Yeah. So he probably filmed it between wrestling matches. Yeah. And then we'll have to keep an eye out when we watch six to see how much he's actually in it. Yeah, his his screen time. We can see if it if it was less or more. Uh-huh. And then there'll be nothing. Then during the year he would have been filming, he had to do wrestling. So there's nothing between six and seven because he recognized that Fast and Furious was his big hit. Yeah. So he should probably stick with that franchise for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, another thing we should comment on is everybody was talking about how uh, The Rock was going to be starring next summer in. The sequel to the uh, G.I. Joe movie? Joe, yeah, like that Rise was. Rise of Cobra, I think, is the sequel's yeah, title. Like that was going to be his big hit. But and we will be covering that in a bit, but it's just funny that they were talking about it so much because they literally, like, this, again, this is almost a decade ago that right. this came out. And they only just announced a sequel or anything else in the co- in the GI Joe universe, and it's a it's a prequel about keep Snake Eyes. I keep wanting to say Cobra Kai. I, yeah, I, I keep wanting to say Cobra Kai. I feel it <laughs> every uh, time you say <laughs> Rise of Cobra. Yeah. I, I want to say Cobra Kai, but the fact of the matter is, what um, what I was going to say is the franchise. Basically, although everyone agrees, and I think we will too when we see it, that the movie isn't bad. The sequel starring The Rock is better than the first one, and it's not a bad movie. The franchise didn't continue. It just stopped dead right there and stayed dead until a prequel that's been announced, I don't think it's come out yet, about Snake Eyes. I don't even know if it's the same Snake Eyes from those two movies. Strawberry milkshake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no, it's going to reveal that Snake Eyes is actually Snake from Karate Kid Part (laughs) 3. It's an interconnected universe. <laughs> you just want Snake back so fucking badly. I do. I just love that. Everybody's focusing on Terry Silver, but it's actually going to be Snake. It's all about Snake. It's, it's all about Snake. It's all about that Snake. <laughs> the all henchmen snake. of the henchmen. Yeah. It's all about that Snake. Not that Snake. No Silver. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait till the new season comes out. In case you can't tell, we're pretty big Cobra Kai fans. Megan's actually a bigger fan than me, which is funny because I'm the one that showed it to her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But she has since embraced it wholeheartedly. It's great. We've even, we've even watched, uh, what was the, the movie that Johnny's always talking about? Fucking Iron Eagle. It's so bad. <laughs> we've seen the first one, and there are three others that we have to track down eventually. Oh, somehow. <laughs> but uh, anyway, getting back, we're getting way off topic. Sorry. Uh, back to WrestleMania. That was it for WrestleMania 28. Like yeah. I said, the Rock one. Not much one. to talk about, really. Honestly, the best thing was the Triple H vs. Undertaker. Nine, ten hour investment. Yeah. <laughs> this um, that isn't that long. None of it was bad. No. But it was the only part that it was really amazing was The Undertaker versus Triple H. Yeah. So 
Uh, we are debating if we're going to do WrestleMania 29, since that is kind of The Rock's finale for mainline wrestling for quite a while. Yeah. I was leaning heavily towards a yes right before we started watching this, but then with all the extra features wearing us down and the wrestling not being, although being good, I don't mm -hmm. want to knock it, it's still worth a watch. I don't want to see another Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, not only that, it's just I don't know if it's going to be as, as electrifying as the Triple H versus... Undertaker that was so fight. fucking good. <laughs> like, I was, it literally was like, uh, I was a hard yes before we started watching these. Then it was like a, well, then it was maybe. kind of a, a maybe to no after we were getting through all the extra features. And then it was back to like a yes at the start of it, then a maybe, then back to a hard yes during the Triple H and, and Undertaker fight. Yeah. And now it's kind of back to a maybe. Cause yeah. it's, and I don't want to knock it. It's, it's a good, if you like wrestling, I would recommend it. Yeah. It's just, it was kind just, of tiring having to sit down for look, nine hours to talking, watch all this. Yeah, we're talking about a person, I'm a person who went to a racetrack to watch cars racing, and then halfway through, I started freaking, my eyes started glazing over because yeah. I was bored. Well, we're heavily ADD, both of us. It's just... yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. I just want to make it clear to anyone listening: we're not trying to bash it. It was good. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who would say this is their favorite WrestleMania, and it, I can understand I why. I can understand why because it's got it's just, some great shit in it. It's just that watching all the extra features really wore us down. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still feel like we have to do that if we're going to watch the next one. But that's it for this week. Uh, next week we're back to normal movies. I believe the next movie we're doing is Snitch. Uh, which is a movie I've never heard of. Never heard of it. But it's got the exact same rating as Faster, which on IMDb, 6.4, which I do believe is way too low for Faster. We both loved that movie. Yeah, that movie is at least a B plus. Yeah, I would say somewhere in the 80s, the 8.3 to 8.9 yeah. range. Like, it is really good. It's really good. It, it, it's very basic, but it's really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, but on that, we'll we'll call it for tonight. Again, I, I hope that the audio for this is better. Uh, we're using a different system, and hopefully it's going to sound better. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if it does. If it doesn't, then we'll have to do something else. I am trying to get this refined, get it better for everybody involved. We're still working on it. Even I know you're like, all this time. Yeah, you're like, you've been at this for over a year, and you're still sucking at it. It's, I understand. We're, we're, we're not. This is just for fun. I suck. <laughs> okay, listen. I suck. <laughs> not only that, we just, this is just for fun. It's only when we have time. And it's it's not the kind of thing that we yeah. would normally even do if it hadn't been for COVID. I don't think we ever would have broke. We might have we might have watched. We only picked out an actor and watched them, but I don't think we ever would have done a podcast no. about it. Uh, normally, we just bore each other with our opinions. Yeah. But you're all here to be bored by us now too. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. Anyway, so this is Eric. This is Megan. And we'll see you next time. Hopefully it won't be... It shouldn't be... We're going to try to get back doing this regularly, so it shouldn't be a, as big a break between yeah. now and the next one. If All not, right. sorry. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.